Oh, hello and welcome to this AFL Life Episode 7, Part 2. We were flying a bit blind on Tuesday night when we recorded Part 1. Didn't have any information about the upcoming weekend, so we thought we'd reconvene here. It's Thursday night. We know what's happening this weekend. Uh, but yes, I am your host, Alison Smirnoff, once again joined by Susan Cadman, Rachel Hibbert. How are we feeling? Flat as a tack, Al. <laughs> am I feeling anything right now? I'm not sure. <laughs> Help. Help. Hibbert and I have been socially isolating today. <laughs> isolating or distancing? What? What is it? I think it's isolating. Yeah. I was at home isolating alone <laughs> alone so it's not like i was purposefully a meter and a half away from someone i don't know you work today caddy oh, i'm still in the office working hard or hardly working who really knows at this point <laughs> serious question though what's the what's the feel in your workplace is it um it's we're working at 50 percent. no more than 50 percent of the office is in in um the fifty percent who are in the office are the extroverts, I think, <laughs> who need some sort of interaction. Um, there's a lot of anxiety, actually. I mean, I work in health, um, in mental health in particular, and I think it's just a lot for everyone. And yeah, I think the information overload's starting to wear people down. Um, yeah, and it's I can see it happening in the workplace. So not sure how much longer we'll be in and out of the offices for, but for now, still in the office, trying to have a regular day um but being very very careful obviously sitting with our social distancing and cleanliness yes um it's interesting like even i you know i've been working from home today uh i took the dog for a walk to the park it's just it's interesting observing people just behaving a bit differently waiting at the pedestrian lights people are bumping the button with their elbows um i was walking behind a a mother and her child who just finished school for the day I needed to overtake them. They stopped, took a couple of steps to the side, allowed me to pass. It's um, it's really, really interesting. It's really starting to change our overall behaviour. Yeah, it's behaviour and awareness, mm. I think, which is really funny because now that people have been forced to slow down, we're seeing so many changes ab- about behaviour and society as a whole. I, th- I mean, we saw images today of the Venice canals. Yeah. Venetian canals, which are clearing up, and the Chinese air pollution has also cleared up as yep. well. Um, so it's it's small scale, it's large scale, it's footy scale. Yeah, I think um, just further to that, I had a little ride over to my physio at lunchtime today and saw a lot more people than usual running laps around Princess Park. Yep, mm. out in the parks, sitting, reading books. Mm. I think we're really lucky where we are here in the north that we have access to green space um, Mm. and the weather is currently helping that. I wonder about if we were genuinely stuck inside, how that's going to impact people's behaviour too. But I think like it's really important in a time like this to focus on the positives. Although there might be not so much physical interaction happening, um, people are finding really great ways to engage online. Um, People are out and about with their distancing in place. Everyone's been very responsible. Um, Apart from at the supermarket. Yeah. Apart from the supermarket. But um, I think we still need to take those positives away and and sort of acknowledge them as well. It's all doom and gloom. So Mm. take what you can that's positive. Mm. I'm taking a positive. I think we spoke about this in part one. But 
my positive out of the, all this is some sort of footy god is looking down over me <laughs> because whilst I might be missing VFLW this year, so, so is everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> as far as we know, anyway. Yeah. Um, and I had plans to move to London this year and that's been put on hold and for, you know, maybe it's serendipity. I don't know, but I'm just trying to hold on to those little positives that have made a big difference. Yep. So, yeah, I I did a nice exercise last night with my cousins at dinner. Um, we each told each other five things that we were grateful for. Mm. Um, one of them, which was a common theme, was our health and that none of us have, you know, been hit by this yet. Um, but one of my cousins is a doctor. And so we were, it was kind of like the last supper where we, <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of inevitable that she, you know, will at some stage be in quarantine away from, from us. But it was a really nice moment to just kind of sit down and go, hang on, have a bit of a breather, take a breath, reassess yourself, have a breath out. I think everyone's just really, really tense at the moment. Um, so mm. for anyone listening, just exhale right now. Um <sighs> And, yeah, just regather. Anyway, the reason why we're reconvening, AFL announced yesterday, finally, after taking a very long time to actually come to a decision, that the AFL-M season is going ahead, kicks off tonight, shortened quarters by about four minutes, I think. I don't know what difference that's going to make necessarily. Um, But what we're probably a bit more concerned about, AFLW uh, took – the players' suggestion, top four from each conference playing off in finals this weekend. So just to get everyone up to speed, they kick off on Saturday. The first one is North Melbourne versus Collingwood, 12.40 at Icon Park. The next one is GWS v Melbourne at Giant Stadium at 2.40. And over in Frio, Frio against the Gold Coast Suns, at Fremantle Oval, 1.40, which I assume is local time. Uh, and then on Sunday, the final game is Carlton v the Brisbane Lions, 1.10 at Icon Park. Uh, that's all well and good. Should football be played at all, Caddy? <laughs> it's time for you to tee off, mate. Tee off? Oh, man, I'm exhausted. I've been teeing off ever since this happened last night. I have a number of thoughts on this. I'm just going to run through them all. Firstly, the AFL is a business. I understand that. Capitalism has won this round over common sense and the health and safety of the wider population. It's beyond belief that these games are going ahead. I can't believe that on the same day they put restrictions of gatherings under 100 that they've decided that it's still acceptable to play football, I think. (laughs) I don't understand. They clearly don't understand. I know they've been given the all clear from the government and whatnot, but I just think, again, every single other league in the world has stopped. Those ones in Europe are really feeling the full brunt of this pandemic. Um, Why would you not listen to them and follow their lead? I don't understand. Like, that's they're much bigger business than the AFL. Mm. I think that this narrative around it's good to have something normal, the players, and I'm not saying about the players, I'm saying the players and some fans are like, Oh, you know, it would be great to watch some footy. It would be great to watch some footy. I would love to watch some footy, but it's so irresponsible. It's unbelievable. It's, it's yeah, I'm gobsmacked, honestly. And I think, the re- you know, this narrative that's been happening all day about why and I'm really disappointed. Um, there was a time to show leadership and they've completely failed. 
Secondly, AFLM <laughs> versus AFLW. Yeah. On we go again, right? Mm. AFLM, proceed with your 17-game season. AFLW, no, no, no. You can't keep going for two more rounds and then play finals. Don't be ridiculous. You need to make a very late Wednesday night decision about games happening on the weekend and then expect players to get up and play football. Oh, firstly, there was awesome. Oh, yeah, not to yeah. mention the total miscommunication where teams thought that their seasons were done and they're on their way to the pub only yeah. to find that they were back in. If there's ever been a picture of where AFLW stands against AFLM in the eyes of the AFL as a bigger organisation, it was last night. It was terrible. And then I also think that everyone's flying around Australia. They're closing borders. Are they for real? I don't care if they're on a charter flight. Yeah. I don't care. They're closing. They're trying to close borders and they're whacking. It's not just players. It's support staff. It's coaching staff. It's broadcasters. It's whatever. They're sending people around the country and people aren't even supposed to be leaving their homes. Like, it's just, I just think the optics of it's just so wrong. And I just, I'm really ashamed. Like, I'm just, re- I hope they're ashamed. Like, I just don't understand. They completely caved to the pressure of the presidents of the football clubs. And that's just not acceptable. Um, Dr. Bridie O'Donnell, uh, who is the director at the Office for Women in Sport and Recreation here in Victoria, uh, she's also a medical doctor, uh, former champion cyclist, so she's an athlete as well. And I'm not connecting this particular tweet that she put out the other day to the AFL's decision, um, but it's just something that she tweeted out from her account. And I think it's really, it's probably one of the best things that I've read. And she just said, Australians, instead of living your life in fear of catching coronavirus, behave as though you already have it and you want to prevent others from becoming infected. Your loved ones, friends, colleagues, and the people in our community who need more help than you do. That is so telling. I'm just utterly exhausted. I'm exhausted of the conversation. I'm exhausted of people spreading misinformation, whether it be about football or otherwise. I'm exhausted about the actual pandemic itself. I'm exhausted for my grandparents. I'm exhausted for everyone that's been told to stay home and isolate. I'm just exhausted for the health workers and the cashiers at all of the supermarkets and stores. I mean, all I want is a hug from my mum. (laughs) And she came and visited me yesterday and we bumped elbows, you know, like for Christ's sake, and they're playing football. I I think from what I know from people who were part of the AFLPA conversation on, I think it was Monday evening and the voting that happened... If this is if these are our options, then we'll we'll pick the one that's great for us. And it was either we cut the season right now, we cut the season as it stands and just have a three weeks final series, or we play a grand final this weekend. And as if the players who were in those two uh, second, third and fourth spots on the ladder were gonna say, Oh yeah, just have the premiership And as if the the teams at the top we're going to say yeah for sure cut the season yeah because they've been training and they've been playing together and this is the ultimate goal for them it's not a long season but it's something that that, that they have dedicated themselves to over the last six months but had they been given all the information about the pandemic itself how self-isolation and social distancing helps 
and how avoiding travel helps. I don't think they would have chosen to fly interstate to play a game of football. And it's people we've seen, the Melbourne Irish recruits, have, have been sent home. Yep. If that is not telling enough that we have to send someone back home across the other side of the world because we don't know when they'll be able to come back or leave, how are you letting a football game take place? So I guess just to be clear, our beef is with the AFL, I think. Well, my beef is with the AFL and their reluctance to acknowledge a global pandemic for what it is, is just not okay. And I think that if we get one weekend of football, I'd be surprised, like more than one weekend of football, I'd be surprised. So, you know. <laughs> but yeah, like, the, and that's that's the other thing for me. I can't see... Even for AFLW, I can't see them playing for another three weeks. They know it as well. So it's absurd. Like, what's the point? There's footage of the Brisbane Lions girls being told that they were playing, that they may or may not be playing a game this weekend. And the looks on their faces, they were just ready to get off the park, to be honest. They were yeah, like, well, just get me off the just, ride. Yeah, get me. I just, this roller coaster is enough. And the Fremantle girls, um, the coach was like, we. We'll be playing a game this weekend because they're top of the table yep. and they hadn't cancelled it. So they had to prepare for a game. The other teams like GWS, Gold Coast, Collingwood, Brisbane, Melbourne. How do you turn around and go from, oh, look, we're in a we're in a pandemic here and everything on the news is saying that everything's closing down and we're going to be on lockdown to, oh, <laughs> joke skills, get on get on the flight, pack your bags, and away we go. We're playing game of footy. Yep. I'm just blown away. Okay. Let's pivot. Pivot. <laughs> Different sport, <Yeah>. but. <laughs> here if you need, here if you need. Here if you need, wing attack, wing attack. It's <laughs> 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 my role. <laughs> now these teams are actually playing a final series. Here if you need, quick pivot. Away from football for one second. Yes. This afternoon, Al sent out a... Mayday, Mayday call for toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) I did. And so I hustled some in to the apartment complex in a wine bag. (laughs) Were you worried you were going to get mugged out there in Fitzroy? (laughs) Absolutely. I was like, what will people steal? Will they steal toilet paper or wine? And I was like, well, they'll go for the toilet paper. So I'm... (laughs) It's it's like full black market shit now. Um. Uh, you are welcome. Thank I you so much. My health and wealth for you, Al. So, so you know now I actually have four rolls of toilet paper. You good? My mum dropped me off a roll yesterday. Oh well, what did what did you ask for two for then? <laughs> You're fine rations, mate. <laughs> you scrunch or fold? I'm a scrunch. Scrunch. Scrunch for sure. Yeah, yeah. Goes more. I know. Yeah, nobody totally. got time for folding. <laughs> oh, no, seriously. I've got better things to do. You're those people at work. The people who are folding are the people at work <laughs> who take their phone into the toilet and they're there for 15 <laughs> minutes. minutes. Oh, longer. I know exactly who it is from my workplace. <laughs> can't say it, but that's all right. She won't be listening I also anyway. feel like you need a bit more, you know, a bit more padding between your hand and you. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of grab. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> uh, shit talk has gotten me a bit crazy. I still think one of the, the best things that I saw really early on, you know, when people first started panic buying the toilet paper, like a, a week or so ago, I remember I, I, I saw someone tweet, 
Last I heard, coronavirus makes you cough, not shit yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I also shout out to Mitch, our coach at Darabin, who posted one of the best memes I've seen. Okay, yes. We did discuss the fact that we're so thankful for everyone's um, humour throughout this pandemic and whatnot. And here we go. So, this is a tweet. Before you start, this this is right in my wheelhouse, like right in my hitting zone. For this humor, my or? kind of humor. Oh, good. I was like, toilet humor. Oh. You mean just, just <laughs> bad puns, basically. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so these are tweets between um, a man named Bruce Lawson dot European dot and Nick Velkins. Bruce, a friend in Germany tells me everyone's panic buying sausages and cheese. It's the worst case scenario. <laughs> And just worst is spelt like verst, like Brad Verst. You know, it's very funny. Anyway. Very funny. Okay, yeah. And then he's replied to his own tweet <laughs> with, and apparently Greece is running low of hummus and taramasalata, leading to fears of a double dip recession. <laughs> to which Nick Valkins, who looks a bit, I don't know, Scandinavian-ish, has replied saying, in the Netherlands, people are stocking up on toilet paper and weed. For shits and giggles. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Absolutely yes. love it. Yes. So good. Oh. I do love the way that we are still kind of connecting, not kind of, we're still connecting online through social media, especially through the footy club. It's been mm. fun. It's good mm. that we are all still here for each other. Always. So, anyway, again, back to the pivot. There is actually footy happening There's this footy weekend. happening this weekend. <laughs> There's eight teams that now all of a sudden playing finals footy, which is the reason you play footy. Let's talk talk about the games. So, they're all elimination. So, a winner goes through to a prelim next weekend. Yep. And the loser is eliminated. Mm-hmm. First game... At Icon, so it's not actually at North Melbourne's home ground of Arden Street, but it's at Icon Park, North and Collingwood. So apparently it's at Icon because they can actually lock it out. Lock it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. North, at Arden Street, you still risk people turning up and watching through watching the fence. Through the fence. Mm. So we don't, teams haven't been released yet, but on form, we'd all be going with North Melbourne, wouldn't we? We'll be close though. I have to stick with North, like I just went on and on about them in part one this week. <laughs> so, Jazzy Garner to kick another three, and I reckon North will win it. I do think North will win. However, Collingwood have been a team that we have continuously underrated, and they've got Chops and they've got Bree Davey, who we said in part one is her best is yet to come. And, yeah. you know, she's had six rounds. This is the seventh game. I think North. I think North will come out on top, but I wouldn't be surprised if Collingwood gave it a real hot crack. Yeah, they've and they've both played at Icon this season. Yeah, like you know, there's no home ground advantage. I agree. They're both very comfortable at Icon, yeah. so I don't yeah. think that plays into it at all. I think maybe what might play into it is that I think North, same as what you said before about Fremantle, North would have been preparing to play a game no matter what. Mm. Whereas Collingwood yeah. may not, and that shift in mindset might just trip them up a bit. That mm. is an excellent point. However, in saying that, the shift of mindset is something that, depending on who you are mm. and what team you're in, can really shift you up a gear. So the fact that they went 
such low thing. You know, we're not going to be in finals. This is the end of our season. There was this footage of them crying um, to then go, hang on, no girls, we've got a chance here and this is this is our time to shine. So, again, mindset, skills, everything comes into play. Apparently, Leighton will play. Okay, well, you do you, boot. Mm-hmm. The next game's very interesting. GWS v Melbourne. And it's up in Sydney. So, Melbourne having to shift gear, thinking that, gonna, that if they play, they're going to be travelling to Perth to play Frio. No, now they're up to Sydney. And they've lost their recruits. Irish recruits. Mm. Who had been very consistent. Really performing. consistent. Do you think they will bring some players back? I I think the thing that well they will actually have to include the people who were left off last week. So Heath, Downey and Pierce will have to come back because they literally don't have anyone else on their list apart from Yeah. Is Pierce fit though? Yes. If there was round seven this week, Lauren Pierce would have been playing. So she's in this week, I'm assuming. If it's not, I'll eat my foot again, Patty. <laughs> Marinated from last week. Um, regardless, I just think the Giants at home, with the inclusion of Alicia Eva, might be too strong for Melbourne. Might be. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They are hitting their straps. The game isn't at their usual ground, where Melbourne got beaten by GWS recently. Yeah. Last season. Last season. Yeah. Um, so it's a neutral-ish ground even though it's in Sydney. And I just think, I just can't tip against Melbourne. Just the, the quality of their midfield. GWS have been really strong through the middle, but I just think Melbourne have the experience. Um, I'm going to go with the Giants. I think they're really impressive last week. They've been building. Melbourne, on the other hand, have been a bit shaky the last few weeks. I know they've had a lot going on. They always have to travel in a time like this. I think any of the teams travelling in this current climate is going to be an impact whether they realise it or not. Just the anxiety alone in rocking up to an empty airport and all that kind of stuff. Um, I just think the Giants, they have, apart from I think two players, they're going to have everyone available. Um, and they have a good list. We've always said that. To have a fully, almost fully fit list versus a list that's scrambling to even make up numbers and they're on the road even though they're Melbourne I just don't see the Giants losing they're both four and two but GWS are coming off two wins mm. and Melbourne copped a big loss in Alice Springs in a taxing game in a really mm. taxing game I wonder how their bodies are feeling just so many elements to it and again we said this I think it was two weeks ago um, when we spoke about the cricket in times like this when things are crap and your back's up against the wall, the true champions of the game step up. So I kind of agree with you, Al, in terms of what Melbourne have to offer in terms of leadership and mm. um, experience on the park. We'll just have to wait and see whether it's Melbourne's experience or GWS's sheer determination and home ground advantage, whether that takes takes the cake. But again, I don't know. Mm. It's a tough one. So who are you actually tipping? Um, <laughs> a draw. <laughs> I will eat my... Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm tipping GWS, which hurts. There you go. Against your Ds. Against you, Karen. Have you told Paxi? I haven't. Maybe I should go with Melbourne. 
I'm going Melbourne. Oh, no, you said, your gut said the Giants. Gut said Giants. So the next game, (laughs) um, Frio play the Gold Coast. Gold Coast, back-to-back trips to Perth. They have been everywhere, man. (laughs) Hello, Ripley. Oh, Ripley, hello. Working from home, dog. Yes, we're, we're actually recording part two at my house and Ripley is very happy. Because she's just been isolated with me today. Now if she's. You are looking for something really, really nice that's come out of this. Oh, she's. Get out of there. <laughs> um, there's working dogs from home on Instagram. Have a look at it. It's everyone's pets oh, on dogs. Might who, just have to add yeah, to that. It's really cute. She has been, Hello. like, not adhering to social distancing at all. Oh, she's up in my grill. Something else is that RSPCA, who are looking like they might need to close at some point have Jesus. sort of put out the idea that perhaps people self-isolating may want to foster animals for a short period uh, of time. That is such a good idea. Me, 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 me. I think Hiba might be interested. Me, 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 me. <laughs> Do it, Hiba. I will. Yeah. Um, what are we, what are we, what are we thinking with, I mean, I hands down tipping Frio, but this is like just a complete free hit. For Gold Coast, they can just when uh, just when Suns came down and played North at Arden yep. Street, they handed it to them, and North were taken aback. Yep, I think they're going to do the same to Frio. I hope they do the same to Frio. They've got absolutely nothing to lose. This is so exciting for an expansion club to be able to play a finals game. I think David Lake is going to be over the moon. His team is over the moon to play a finals game. They've beaten however many other teams, to, to get to this opportunity, which is so exciting. Um, I am tipping Frio, but my heart is with the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah, so good. Yeah, I think Frio should win comfortably, but just have to congratulate the Suns in putting in a really impressive performance this season to be above, what, three other teams. Good on them. So the last game... Of the weekend on Sunday again at Icon Park is Carlton v Brisbane. This is going to be so close. I reckon just Carlton, they have the form, home ground. Yeah, I think I'm just going to continue tipping against Not Brisbane. Not tipping Brisbane. <laughs> it's working well for me. No, I think Carlton, um, I don't know. I always say this when it comes to Brisbane. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I think Carlton have been playing pretty well and they train that ground and they live at that ground and mm. that means a lot. And like I said, Brisbane will be on a plane and I'm going to stick with my theory there. I really hope for Lausanne's sake that the Lions get a get a win. Oh, yeah, that'd be, would be that'd really be a win for satisfying her. for, for Lozzie. But um, I think to reiterate everything Caddy said, so I'm tipping Carlton. They're in form. All of us. Hmm. So, just with tipping, are we going to include finals tipping? Absolutely. <laughs> I have to get back somehow. Hang on. Have we all tipped the, have we we tipped all the tipped same? We've all tipped the same, I think. No, hang on. No, I tipped um, You went to Giants. Giants. Mm. Excuse me. The three of us here. Caddy <laughs> <laughs> could make, make a late surge. Yeah, yeah, she can beat me. So, um, six teams have missed out. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, really prematurely have just had their seasons ended. Although you would think that most of them may have expected it. Uh, but Geelong, reigning premiers, Adelaide, Richmond, St Kilda, Western Bulldogs and West Coast. That's it. Do you remember a really fun fact? Oh, <laughs> it's yes. not a fun fact. I'm so sorry. It's it's a fun stat. Well, you will need to bring a fun fact though. I will have a think. Yeah. Fun stat is that if we were all one lap ladder and we had the top eight. Yes. It's as it is. Is it? It's as it is. Okay. The top four from each conference are, in fact, in a line with each other and that the, dare I say, the bottom six are all on eight, four or zero points. Yeah, right. So, you know, if we were talking about the finals being the top eight, this is the true top eight. True top eight. So, does the AFL... Stick with their conference system still. Oh, well, they've signed on to it for another couple of years, so. Yeah, but they've got it to back, got the stat to back it up these days, don't they? Yeah, um, that's really shit that the conference system Fuck has had a little win there. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, for the six teams that have missed out, uh, shout out to Meg Mac. That's a drink. Drink. <laughs> um, just because she needs to get a mention at least every episode. Does she listen? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I have to say for an expansion team, I was just really impressed with St Kilda this this season. Peter Searle effect. But just, yeah, well-drilled team. Just like how they went about it. Heaps to come from them, I think. Yeah. And from all accounts, it seems like St Kilda are really um, cohesive team and a cohesive unit. Um, so, huge things to come from them. I'm not sure whether they need to recruit anyone else, but um, all guns blazing for St Kilda in season 2021, I think. Any other little takeaways from you, Caddy? Um, just really excited to see G-Train, <laughs> what she can bring in a second season. Yep. Well, she's only going to get better. Well... Thank you, friends, for reconvening for part two. It was very, um, yeah, it was very important, I think, that we thrash this out. And who knows what's going to happen next week. Can we just say good luck to all the women playing footy this weekend. Stay safe. Yep. And I hope that you enjoy in such an awful time. I hope that you do manage to enjoy your footy. Um, just want to acknowledge all the hard work and mental um, strength it takes to get up and play a finals game at this time um, when some people are struggling to even get out of bed. So yeah, I think um, <clears throat> regardless of my thoughts on the situation, um, enjoy yourselves and everyone support women's footy. Yeah. So have you got a fun fact for us, Hibba? I'd be disappointed in myself if I didn't, Alison. Oh, thank you. Keeping to the theme of the day, which is about isolation <laughs> <laughs> and separation from people. Yep. This both makes my heart warm and a little bit sore. Cows have best friends oh. and they get really stressed when they're separated. Oh. But how nice that cows have best friends. Oh, it's just beautiful. 
Allison's getting a little bit too <laughs> Well, team, we just don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> You're currently in my home. Might be the last time I let anyone in. <laughs> we just don't know what is going to happen in the coming days and weeks. We will attempt to bring you an episode next week, but we just don't know what is going to happen. Maybe we could do virtual podcasting. Yeah. I don't think anyone would want it, to be honest, but it's been fun. Um, If this is my (laughs) sign-off. Sing us a song, Eva. Send us off. (laughs) (laughs) I daren't make anyone listen to that. (laughs) Except you two. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for inviting us, Elle, and for letting us stay. (laughs) <laughs> on your podcast. And uh, thanks for sticking with us six people who listen. It's been it's been really it's been really fun yeah. actually. And yeah. who knew I'd ever be on a bloody podcast, eh? <laughs> but I don't want to sign off because I reckon we'll we'll find a way to squeeze out a couple of more episodes. Yeah, but, totally. Um, in the meantime, be safe, be kind to each other and most importantly be kind to yourself. Yes, absolutely. And wash your hands. Wash your hands. No hugging. <laughs> <laughs>